However, searching for a specific answer in a book that may or may not exist is like searching for a needle in a haystack. Instead of looking in these places, you should shift your focus and attention to life's three greatest teachers, success, failure, and regret. Hello, my fellow humans, and welcome back to another episode of the Healthy, Happy Human podcast. I'm your host, Paul Levitin, and every week I bring you discussions on topics to help you build a healthy mind, a happy body, and hopefully become an all-around better human. Because a rising tide raises all ships, and better humans make a better humanity. Remember, we're all in this together. If you want to keep on this journey with me, you can subscribe to the Healthy Happy Newsletter, a weekly Friday email where I send out tips and tidbits of the things that I've been learning about and powerful quotes and just general helpful resources that I think will help you on your journey. It's completely free and the link to register is in the show notes. If while you're listening today, you're enjoying what you hear, take a second and snap a quick screenshot and upload it to Instagram and tag me at Paul Levitin so I can share in your enthusiasm and repost it to my audience. It really makes my day to see these. And If you get value from today's show, don't forget to share this episode with a friend or family member so that they can get some value along with you. And with that, it's time to start today's episode. Let's go and let's grow. I'm a student for a variety of reasons, but the biggest one is simply that I know enough to know that there's a lot that I don't know. Albert Einstein once said, once you stop learning, you start dying. He was pretty smart, so I think that I'll take his word for it. Being a lifelong learner is one of, if not the single biggest indicator of whether or not someone will be successful in any endeavor, in any area of life. Point blank, period, full stop. I stand by that. Remember, when I'm talking about success, in this episode or any others, I'm not talking about one specific kind of success. A lot of people hear success and they think I mean financial, but success is success is success. Everyone has a different picture in their head when they think of what success looks like. To some, it's being retired on a beach sipping daiquiris with not a care in the world about money or anything else. To some, it's being the CEO of a major company, sitting at the head of a big important table during boardroom meetings with a fancy corner office that says, I'm the top dog. Both of these are financial success, but they're very different from one another. Some people think of success on physical terms. I'll feel successful when I can fit into my jeans from college. To this person, eating less might be success. Some people think of physical success as being able to not be so focused on food all the time, to be able to enjoy a meal with friends or a family vacation without the probably unhealthy fixation that they have around food or calories and dieting. To them, that would be success. Again, two people whose pictures of success are related to eating, but two very pictures of what success is nonetheless. So when I talk about success, it's not in any one specific area. The principles that I'm laying out are principles of success. Where you choose to apply them is up to you, but I promise you they will stand the test of time wherever and whenever you decide to. The idea of being a lifelong learner is one of these principles. 
whether it's the boardroom CEO or the daiquiri sipping retiree, I can guarantee you that neither of these people got there by sitting back on their heels, resting on their laurels. Success comes from action. Action, however, comes from education. You can't solve problems you aren't equipped to handle. Learning, educating yourself on a topic, is a necessary precursor to taking action on it and thus becoming successful. It's no coincidence that whenever you hear executives and entrepreneurs and investors and four-star generals and any other great doers, they are also great thinkers. These people will talk about the podcasts they listen to, the books they read, the courses they take, the masterminds they attend, the mentors they've studied under, the coaches they've hired. Quite simply, the most successful people have made a habit of learning. I did an episode on this topic called Becoming a Lifelong Learner, which is episode 62, And you can go listen to that and learn the five keys to becoming a lifelong learner. But what I want to talk to you about today is a question about where do we learn from? Who should we be learning from? Because if we agree that we need to keep learning in order to grow, to succeed, and to create the life that we deserve, then the next logical question becomes, but what do you need to learn and where should you look? The question of what to learn is not as easily answered here because, like I said, I'm trying to talk about general principles, not specifics. Someone looking for health success, someone looking for financial success, and someone looking for relationship success are going to be looking for different technical information. However, the broad strokes are the same. As I said before, success is success is success. But the intricate details are going to differ from subject to subject. Now, I might not be able to tell you exactly what you need to learn in this podcast, but I can tell you where to look. The where is important, maybe more important than the what, because in these days, there's no shortages of places to look for knowledge and education. You're listening to a podcast, one of 10 million. You could read one of hundreds of millions of books available or read one of the billions of blogs on the internet. You could watch YouTube, Instagram, TikTok. They all have educational content some of which is literally wrong, but you know that's a topic for another day. So the question remains, with all of the learning potential out there, where should you actually go to find the knowledge and understanding you are seeking? Because that's the point, right? Knowledge and understanding. Knowledge of the facts, an understanding of what those facts mean, how they affect you, and how they're going to help you in your chosen field. You might want knowledge of what the stock market trends have been in the past three recessions, and then an understanding of what that could mean for the current market if we are to enter another recession. This would put you in a much better place to either profit or persevere through a rough investing time period. So we're searching for knowledge and understanding. Where do you look? The answer is not in a book, a blog, or, shocking, I know, even a podcast. Well, these things obviously certainly can be filled with incredible amounts of knowledge. There are also infinite of them. The right book at the right time can change your life. However, searching for a specific answer in a book that may or may not exist is like searching for a needle in a haystack. Instead of looking in these places, you should shift your focus and attention to life's three greatest teachers, success, failure, and regret. I've talked a lot about self-confidence. And one thing you'll hear me say often is that it's self-confidence, so it must come from within. You can't find it through external sources. While knowledge isn't exactly the same, 
because there is a lot to be gained from external sources. However, I think that people vastly overlook what can be gained from looking inward instead of always searching outward. You have a plethora of life experience to draw from, and every single thing has a lesson to be learned and a lesson to be taught. First, we have success. Learning from success is pretty straightforward. What worked? What went right? This is important because it can tell you where to increase your effort, where to double down. You know, it might seem obvious, but this step is overlooked by many people or even skipped completely. When I was working on as a personal trainer, I had a lot of interactions with people at my gym who had injuries. It would always go something like this. They go, oh man, Paul, my shoulder is really banged up. I think I heard it bench pressing the other day. And I'd go, well, you should probably see a physical therapist because I am not one. So here's someone I recommend. A few weeks later, I'd see them and I'd say, hey, how's it, how's it feeling? How's your shoulder? They go, oh, a little better. You know, started working with that physical therapist twice a week. It's getting better, but it's, it's taking time. It's slow. The, the therapist gave me some exercises to do it well. So I go, oh, yeah, you, you've been doing those home exercises? Oh, yeah, a little. You know, then a few more weeks go by and I, I see the person bench pressing again. So I go, oh, I guess, I guess your shoulder's feeling better. Yeah, man, 100%. And I'll ask, so you're still going to PT? Still doing those home exercises that the physical therapist recommended? Still stretching? Still doing your rehab? And like clockwork, every time. Pfft, nah, I'm over that. It's time to get jacked. Time to get swole. And then a week later, again, like clockwork, damn, Paul, my shoulder hurts again. Huh, who would have thunk? Surprise, surprise. Another place I see this all the time is with people who track calories. They start tracking, paying attention to what they eat, tracking, being more mindful, and then they start to lose some weight. They have some success. But after a while, they get tired of tracking. They say, well, you know, I eat the same things all the time anyway. I don't really need to track it. So they stop tracking. No tracking, they're less mindful. They also aren't as paying, paying as close attention to those little details. They change one thing here, another thing there. All of a sudden, they're no longer eating the same thing all the time anyway, and they're right back where they started. Both of these examples shows what happens when you don't learn from success. It's simple. If something is working, keep doing it. I'm a huge proponent of if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Yet most people cannot be bothered to stick with something even when it's working. Now, I'm not saying that you have to do physical therapy or track calories forever if you want to be healthy. But I am saying that if you found success with something, that's a clue. That's telling. Maybe you shouldn't be so quick to throw it out the window because it's boring. Well, I mean, at least if you want to continue to receive that result. Success leaves clues. Learning from books and blogs and podcasts is a great way to learn from the success of others. That's great. Do that. Do more of it. Listen to shows like this, read books that break down the most successful business people and thinkers and how they achieve such astronomical feats. I love that for you. But pay attention to your own success. Pay attention to what works, specifically what works for you. That's what's most important. Because in reality, everything works for some people. Morning routines are amazing. I love them. I have a free 10-step morning routine checklist you can download if you want that I'll put in the show notes. You can go click it right now and it's yours for free. But are they magic? Are they a panacea? Are they a cure-all? For some people, maybe. For you, maybe. Maybe not. And so it goes with everything. The diet that your friend raves about being so easy, you can't stick to. The workout class that your boyfriend loves, but you can't stand. The business plan that made that guy a millionaire, but made a hundred other people go bankrupt. Anything can lead to success. What's important is learning what works for you. 
And conversely, the next logical thing is if you're paying attention and learning what works for you, learning from your success, then you'll also see what doesn't work for you. And that comes learning from your failures. Learning from your failures is an imperative piece of success, literally. Read any biography of any successful person, listen to any interview on any podcast, watch YouTube, whatever it is, you will always, always hear them talk about a big failure they had and what they learned from it. So the lesson there is twofold. First, simply that failure cannot be avoided. Do not try to avoid it. It should not be avoided. It cannot be avoided. I can't make this any more clear. That is necessary. Successful people know this. They do not fear failure. Or at least they do not let the fear of failure stop them. Unsuccessful people feel failure and this manifests in many ways. And most properly known or most popularly known, I should say, is perfectionism. You know, a perfectionist is the person who wants to get everything right. Otherwise, they say it's not worth doing. It's the person who's always learning, always taking in knowledge, but they're never acting because as long as they keep learning and never actually start, they can't possibly fail. And this is stuff that I go over in depth in my course on self-sabotage. So if you want to learn and understand more about perfectionism, dealing with failure, how to grow from it, I've included a form in the show notes so you can get more information on that course. But just understand that fear of failure is inherently going to keep you stuck. Learning from failure is how you grow. By learning from failure, you learn about yourself. Just like learning from success and what works for you, learning from failure simply allows you to say, hmm, that didn't work, and you get to cross it off the list. Learning from failure also opens you up to trying new things, to get out of your comfort zone, to push your boundaries. Again, if this is something you struggled with, I can't say enough how important it is for you to break out of this pattern. This is exactly why I made a whole course on self-sabotage. So if this is resonating with you, go click the link in the show notes so I can send you more info. So the first teacher is success. The second teacher is failure. And the last teacher is regret. Learning from regret is powerful, but different from learning from success or failure. Technically, you can regret anything. You can try something, fail, and regret that you tried. However, this is rarely the case. In reality... The regret that hurts us the most is regret that stems from inaction because success or failure both come from action. You did a thing. You tried. Whether it was successful or not is largely irrelevant because we know that even in failure, you can learn a valuable lesson. And in that, you still come out on top. That's a win. You turn a negative into a positive. While it's possible for you to fail and have regret, that usually is the case if you don't learn from your failure. You can't see any positive in the struggle, so you regret trying. If you're using failure as a teacher, that won't happen. The real regret comes from not trying. It comes from not taking action. The regret of not asking for the raise, not asking the person out, not standing up for yourself in that meeting. The regret comes from another year passing and you still not starting to exercise or take your health seriously. It comes from that book sitting on your nightstand and your friend going, hey, did you ever open that book that I gave you six months ago? And you have to go, hmm, no, I haven't gotten around to it yet. And this is not simply my opinion, although anecdotally I have worked with and observed thousands of people over my 10 years as a coach, and I definitely can confirm it. But there's a great book on this topic called The Power of Regret by Dan Pink, which I highly recommend to anyone. It's one of my favorite books I've read this year. 
And in the book, he lays out, based on empirical evidence, having interviewed tens of thousands of people on the topic of regret, and his findings were exactly that. We regret not acting far more than we regret acting. And even if that acting results in us not getting the result that we're looking for. If you try and fail, you can learn. And you can at least feel good about the fact that you put put it all out there, that you put in the effort. But if you never try, you'll always have that sinking feeling of what could have been. And this has also been talked about a lot in the book Regrets of the Dying, which is a very famous book in which palliative care nurse Bonnie Ware famously interviewed thousands of people on their deathbed. And she compiled what she calls the top five regrets of the dying. And those regrets are, I wish I'd had the courage to live a life true to myself, not the life others expect of me. Regret two, I wish I hadn't worked so hard. Regret three, I wish I'd had the courage to express my feelings. Four is, I wish I'd stayed in touch with my friends. And five is, I wish I had let myself be happier. And all of these are, in some way, regrets of inaction. I wish, I'd had, I, wish I had lived a life true to myself. I wish I hadn't worked so hard. That is a regret of doing, but in reality, it's more about what they weren't doing while they were working. Meaning, I wish I'd had the courage to take more time off to spend time with my family to do things that mattered. I wish I had expressed my feelings. It's pretty straightforward. I wish I stayed in touch with my friends. I wish I'd let myself be happier. These things take action, which is why people tend not to do that. So we see that regret can be a powerful teacher. Unfortunately, to experience regret, it inherently means that it's after the fact. That doesn't mean, however, that it's too late. You know, for those people on their deathbed talking to Bonnie Ware, it might have been. But for you, it's not. You can change. It's never too late. From your regret, you can learn what's truly important to you. You can learn where to invest your time and your energy. You can't change the past, but you can use this teacher to help you make different decisions going forward. If you regret something from the past, the regret doesn't just go away. It festers. It eats at you. Throw away the idea that it's too late. You can go to college. You can make amends. You can start exercising. You can get healthy. You can start a business. There is no age limit on life. Success will come. When it does, learn from it. Double down on what works and what makes you happy. Failure will come. And when it does, learn from it. Adjust. Figure out what isn't working and move forward with a better plan. And regrets will come. And when they do, learn from them. Even though you can't change the past, you can change the future. You can use this as an illuminating light on what you really care about, where your values lie. These teachers will show you everything you need to to build your successful life. And if all of this sounds great, but you've struggled in the past and want someone to help guide you through this twisty, turny thing called life, then that's what I do as a coach. I will help you get out of your own way and build towards whatever your picture of success is. So reach out with the link in the show notes and inquire about coaching or my course on self-sabotage. Whatever you do, just do something. Do anything. Don't stay stuck. Don't be one of those people with regrets of inaction on their deathbed because I know I won't be. So if you're ready to take action, my action step for you today is to take 20 minutes with no phone, no TV, just a pen and paper and to define your successful life. Get real. Get specific. What does it look like? The more details, the better. And if you finish before 20 minutes is up, see where you can learn from one of the three teachers, success, failure, or regret, and apply a lesson from your past to building your successful future. 
And for anyone who does this and up- uploads a screenshot of this episode and tags me on Instagram, I will give you a free 15-minute strategy call to plan how to make that vision a reality. So how's that for taking action? All right, that's it for today. I hope you got a ton of value out of this episode and enjoyed listening to it as much as I enjoyed making it. If you did and you want to show support, you can screenshot this and upload it to Instagram and tag me at Paul Levitin. You can share this episode with a friend or family member to spread the love and spread the knowledge. Or you can leave the show an honest rating and review on Apple, iTunes, or now Spotify as well. If you've made it this far, I sincerely thank you for being here and being along on this journey with me. Until next week, stay happy, stay healthy, my friend.